Geeks. You're listening to Geeks Erased Podcast. My name is Cody Armour, and I'm here with Joe Morgan. Good Zooks. And Shelly Waltar. Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> We're just going to whisper for the rest oh, of the podcast. Woo! Yeah! Okay. Rip headphone users. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. What'd you get for turning, like, turning it, it up? They're turning it up because we're whispering. They're like, what do they say? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Joe. Joe, what do you get out about this week, man? Uh, so I played through Blaster Master Zero. You know, I'd started it when it first came out on the Switch. I finally finished it Friday. Got through it. My understanding is that there is a secret world you can get access to with secret bosses and stuff. If you go through and beat every single boss in the game. Because it's an open world game, it's kind of a Metroidvania, very big deal. Uh, so I have not gone back and done that, but I have finished the base game, so I got through that. I also finished playing through Sniper Elite Four. I'm working on writing that review up right now. Hey. Also, nice. got a review code for uh, Has Been Heroes comes out on the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC this week. I got it on the Switch. And already put like 15 hours into it. And that review is live on the site. So if you're curious in depth about my opinions on that, you can check those out on the site. I'll give you the quick breakdown here. I think the game is a lot of fun. There's a ton of stuff to unlock. But it's brutally difficult and it's all RNG driven. So if you're not lucky Uh. enough to get what you need for that run and you have a near perfect run anyway... You're probably not finishing it that run. I've put what 15 hours. What does RNG hours stand for? for those that random know. number generator. Okay. So basically, if you're lucky enough to get the items and spells you need. Hmm. How um, do you think it looks like a lot different on other systems other than the Switch? Because the Switch is like a lot different than the other consoles and PC. But so I played it on both handheld mode and up on the TV. I think it looks great on the handheld mode. That's what I've played the majority of it on. Of the 15 hours, I think I've probably spent 12 hours playing it handheld and three hours on the TV. I think the controls are good. I prefer the Pro Controller with it up on the TV. Yeah. But it's perfectly serviceable with the Joy-Cons. And honestly, I think it looks better up on the big screen. Speaking oh. about the Joy-Cons, I'm going to I'm gonna steal your spotlight for a minute, Joe. Poor man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh... So, I've been complaining forever, everywhere, uh, about the Joy-Con. So there's a disconnect issue with the left Joy-Con for a lot of users. I was going to say, I've not had that issue. I've been getting getting yelled at (laughs) from people that are like, that's not a problem, a common problem. Not everyone's having it. It's not a big deal, Cody. And I'm like, well, I have a problem with it, and enough other people did. Uh, So, first of all, the breakdown, there is a problem. Nintendo will fix it. Um, That's good. It is a. It was a manufacturing issue. Basically, they forgot to add some kind of antenna thing uh, to it. So, uh, if you call Nintendo uh, for the left Joy-Con being disconnected, uh, what'll happen is they're going to run you through a bunch of troubleshooting that you probably already read about. Um, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? If you tell them I've done everything, you know, go through their steps. Uh, they will give you a shipping label. Uh, you can print off, send the uh, Joy-Con in. And uh, they'll look at it fixed. And basically what yeah. all they do is they have this little square piece of foam that they're going to glue to your Joy-Con. Uh, on the inside, you're not going to be able to see it. <laughs> it's it's okay. conductive foam. I mean, it's trying. what it's doing is basically shielding the antenna from other crosstalk okay. stuff that's getting in the way of the signal. Oh. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's not they, just a piece of foam. It's, it's a special piece of foam. Yeah, you can't just take a piece of foam and do it yourself. It's not going to work. Right. Uh, but a couple things to note. Uh, so they were broken. If you buy Joy-Cons now, you're not going to have that issue, according to Nintendo. They said they have fixed that as far as factories go. Um, so you shouldn't have any more issues going forward. And uh, I also wanted to mention that it was the best phone call customer service I've ever had with anyone. Uh, apparently the guy's office, the Nintendo office, isn't far from where I live uh, here in Colorado. It was about 20 minutes away. So he was just like putting in the information. He goes, so how's the... How's the weather over there and where you live? And I'm like, well, it's all right. He's like, it's downpouring here. Uh, he was like, so it'll probably be coming your way. <laughs> That's really something interesting to hear you say because I've been around the block for a while and uh-huh. Nintendo customer service has 
never, ever, I've never heard anyone say good things about Nintendo customer service. That's crazy. Maybe yeah. it's just that guy. I don't know. It could have been just a great guy. Yeah, you uh, may got a I super cool dude. I also got to give them props. They're waiting music. Uh, I only heard one. I'm assuming they probably have a lot of different tracks, but it was Pokemon, like, video game music. Okay, that makes hey, sense. Yeah. I like that. And I was so happy. <laughs> I so was like, cool. I could listen to this. That's really smart. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really clever. Uh, I, know it was a like, really good experience. And so. they're being very cool about, you know, getting the shipping label. Um, send just the Joy-Con. Don't send the rest of the console. So if you had a pro controller, um, you could still you be could playing still play. your console. Yeah. Um, and so just... They're, they're being really good about it. I was kind of worried that I was kind of stuck, um, especially with their statement that, it, like, this isn't a big problem that everyone's having, so just live with it, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they're it's actually... It's cool that they're owning up to it so quick. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, talking about good customer service, though, let's talk about a store that people have argued about the customer service on. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a bad uh, a problem with it, but apparently a lot of folks don't like GameStop employees. Well, some of you guys are about <laughs> to get some of your recompense. GameStop didn't do so well over the holidays with their brick-and-mortar stores, and they have announced that 150 stores in the States, I guess, and 225 worldwide are going to be closing pretty soon. So crazy to me. GameStop is, I mean, people may not like GameStop because when you try to sell back games, they give you next to nothing. Um, But honestly, people still use GameStop all the time. Like, even if they don't... like it they i mean i I like to go in there and browse around and i like to go in there for physical goods if i'm getting a controller or a headset or -hmm. something like that i'm totally cool to go in there because the people that are at the game stops in my town are awesome they -hmm. really are like i've been here for a decade and they used to know me by name like oh hey joe how's it going and i traded in stuff there all the time but let's be honest Yes, they might give you a fraction of what you think it's worth, but that's more than nobody else is giving you. Right. True. And you are signing that over of your own free will. There's nobody there going, sign over the the stuff or, or else. We're going to break your I'm, legs. I'm torn. It's really surprising to me that they're closing down because there are literally, there's one and then two blocks over, there's another one um, where I live. They're super close and always busy. Yeah. We had three in my town at one point, and one, the one in the mall closed, and they kind of shifted all of it down to another store. So we still have two in town. Okay, and the small town that I lived in, there was one um, in here on South Dakota. Um, but I didn't like when they came about in the first place because they destroyed my other brick and mortars, like GameWinners.com. Or not GameWinners.com is a cheap place. Um, but there was a GameWinners brick and mortar that I'm assuming was completely disconnected that I used to go to as a kid. And they would actually, they were really good about giving you money for your games. Uh, but then there's another one in town here. Um, there are a couple of them, and they're so, like, run down looking since GameStop. Um, we, have a, but, we have a couple of local places, but those have... Now, the benefit to the local places is that they typically carry retro stuff that GameStop doesn't as well. Yeah. You know, so it's like you can go back and get a Super Scope and a copy of Super Metroid for the SNES if you want. A little free sponsorship for Level 7 out here. Um, they've got a lot of retro stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. They, In Denver, we have some Colorado. local stuff around here. There's one that uh, near um, where I live, and it's called Game & Trade. Basically, they like... What's cool about them is that, like, you can... You know, parents can, like, um, if they want to buy, like, a game for their kid... They can bring in their grades, and if they have, like, an A, they'll get this much of a discount on a game. That's if they get a B, cool. they'll get, like, a little bit less of that a discount, cool. but still a discount. So, like, good grades will actually, like, pay off, and they usually have lots of, like, used games. I got a bunch of used games from that. That is cool. So, like, you super did go cheap, because I, I was, like, straight A. <laughs> now, that said, I am partially to blame for this. I mean, I'm the... I'm. I'm one of those people digital that buys player. everything digital now. Yep. The only physical yeah. goods I'm going to be buying in terms of games moving forward are Switch games. And even then, yeah. I've got a 128-gigabyte card. If I can download, you know, the smaller indie games, I'm going to buy on a, and, and download onto that SD card. The bigger games like Zelda or Mario Kart or, you know, Splatoon or all that that comes on a cartridge, I'm going to get the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
No, it's, it's interesting how, you know, I don't, I don't really go to a lot of GameStops, but I will, if I'm like at the mall or something and there's GameStop, I'm going to go in and browse because I just like browsing. Yeah. But um, I realized like, you know, more recently that just like whenever I go in there, they have less um, physical games and they have lots of just like merchandise. Because I think yeah. it's also, like, a thing, you know, like, they know that people are buying more digital, and so they need, like, more stuff to sell to people, so they just buy, like, you know, sell a bunch of, like, you know, figurines, uh, you know, t-shirts, knick-knack yeah. type stuff. Well, um, they've part, uh, they own ThinkGeek. Yeah, so there's, like, lots of ThinkGeek stuff. And that's the thing yeah. to say, too, is, like, GameStop isn't going to go anywhere. Some of their brick and mortars may close down, but they're probably just going to start focusing more on web. I would assume yeah. they are smart enough to adapt. They also yeah. own Congregate.com. I mean, in that game, that that site is like web-based games. Okay. Yeah. Browser-based stuff you can play. And they've I played got a, ton a game of stuff on there. there. Yeah. I played, uh, I played, what was it called? Deeper Sleep and then Deepest Sleep. No, it was Deep Sleep, then Deeper Sleep, then Deepest Sleep. It was a trilogy. Sorry. It just made me think. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll adapt. Yeah. It's more about the brick and mortar than anything, I feel like. Well, and, and here's another thing that's really getting across Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime member, and maybe even if you're not, if you pre-order a physical copy of a game, mm-hmm. they give you like 10 or 20% off or something. So mm-hmm. you can get a brand new game, day one, delivered to your house. Instead of $60, it's like 50-something. Mm-hmm. Or 48 Yeah. Right? Which is substantial. So... Yeah. Um, moving on. Apart from that, like I said, I, I've been playing Has Been Heroes, Sniper Elite Four. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's really about it. I'll go ahead and cover the rest of the game news while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. A game that I played in high school is getting a remaster. Ooh. Star Starcraft is getting a remaster. They've announced it. We used to in math class. We we had that game installed on every computer in there. This was back in the day before it was really an issue. We would finish our math lesson. We had block scheduling, so classes were an hour and a half long. So we would, you know, 30 minutes we're done with our math lesson, and I've done all the homework. So we would have eight people sit down and play a game of eight-player free-for-all big game hunters every day. Five (laughs) days a week we were playing StarCraft. So the idea that that's coming back to me is really cool. Nice. Uh, it's also kind of leaked that Call of Duty might be moving back to the World War II time frame. After the success of Battlefield 1, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Plus, where do you go from advanced warfare or whatever? Uh, I don't know. More and more advanced warfare. <laughs> They're like, we're in they space They were already now. in spaceships. Now yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, did, have you played through any of advanced warfare? Mm-hmm. I reviewed that. For geeksundergrace.com, go check out that review there. You could the way that they got your loadouts to you before missions. You know, you were you were on a big battleship, right? They they got the blueprints from Earth and then three D printed your guns on the spaceship, <laughs> which is actually feasible huh. in a in a yeah. near future. Yeah. Yeah, in infinite Fair warfare. Crazy. What did I say? Advanced warfare. Sorry, yeah, Infinite Warfare. I hated Advanced Warfare. Oh, Infinite, yeah. yeah, That's what I was thinking of. Advanced Warfare's campaign was fun. Kevin Spacey was the bad guy, and he was good. Kevin Spacey is great in everything. But Jon Snow was the bad guy in Infinite Warfare. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He was one of them. Conor McGregor's in there, too. I love all the big-name actors. Did not know. Also... One that I didn't see coming, of course I did. Everybody saw it coming. Destiny 2 has been announced officially. What? I really well, don't know if I'm going to get this one. They have already I'm, said characters will not transfer over. I'm mad just hearing that it exists. Because I got Destiny with the knowledge that I would be having an eight-year experience Yeah. with Destiny. That's what they told us. I don't remember that. I think it was they ten have, years. They have like said the plan. look of your They did say ten years, yeah. Well, the look then, of your character uh, is going to transfer over, they've said. Nothing else. No gear, no levels, no wah, skill. Ha, ha. Because the look? they have broken the game so bad that they're, it, it would totally destroy the sequel if they carried a lot of those mechanics over. Yeah. The I, lot level I, thing is garbage. I don't even care about my look. I was... Yeah, I, I don't either. 
<laughs> like, I don't see my face ever. It was all about your armor. Yeah. So that chapped me pretty good. Like, I would have to be incredibly impressed to pick up two. And that's considering that I, I, I played less than some of my friends, and I had probably 1,500 hours in that game. Well, you guys, I mean, that was almost around the time we started the podcast, and that was any every week. What are you doing? What are you geeking out about this week? Yeah, Destiny. Destiny. We, we were Destiny. running the raids every week with Destiny. all three characters and then doing all the PvP stuff and any events that popped up. And I'm just, I'm, I'm fatigued on it, and I yeah. don't care anymore. Uh, let's Sorry. go ahead and get into the pull list while I'm here, though. Okay. okay. Do it. One I'm particularly excited for this week, Dark Souls 3, which I reviewed. Check it out on geeksundergrace.com. It's getting their first big DLC, The Ringed City. And the trailer for it came out. Oh, man. Mordor. Ringed. The Ringed City. You rang. You you would have to be real deep into the lore of the world to understand what The Ringed City represents. Okay. I'll just say this, though. The trailer showed a bunch of new bosses. The Ring City. <laughs> I'm going back to Lothric, baby. <laughs> Someone is super excited you referenced that. Yes. They're, they're <laughs> half, I know that there are fellow Souls fans in the community. Joe makes a lot of references that other people appreciate. It's just we can't <laughs> appreciate them. Sorry that we don't have any other gamers on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> Maybe if we were all geeks. Maybe if we were all as I, old as Joe. <laughs> Dark Souls 3 is new. You can't throw that on him. No, I'm just I'm just saying references in general that Joe makes. Like Yeah. Uh, I can't help it that I was born before the 90s. 92. Oh man. 85. I was seven when you were born. I was already a, in second grade. Wow. 97. I was 12. Oh my. Uh, Has Been Heroes, which I mentioned already a few times, is coming out this week. It's going to be 20 bucks, brand new. If you like roguelikes, you like things that you can come back to time and time again, you should give this a look. You should go read my review anyway. So go do that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. So I think that's Ah. all of it. I think that's every Kingdom Hearts game that they've released so far. Combined into one collection is coming out on the PlayStation 4 this week. It's also a big week for baseball fans. MLB The Show 17, which is Sony's big first party baseball game. And yeah. RBI Baseball 17, which is kind of the arcade the arcade baseball game, which comes out on Xbox One and I think Steam as well. Those come out. And Vikings Wolves of Midgard comes out this week on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I believe it might actually already be out on the PC. That is actually a Diablo clone, like a Diablo-like style isometric RPG, which is weird because the original Vikings game was like third-person action. So they're going a completely different way with this one. Yeah, That's cool, though. I like when games try new things. Me too. I, I'm actually interested in Vikings. So Vikings I don't think I really cool. liked uh, Five. Guardians of David. Wasn't that like a... Yes, that was also a Diablo-like. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. That was a Bible-based Diablo-like. Yeah. That, one was a, that was a neat concept. That's pretty much everything I've been geeking out about this week. What about you, Shelly? Um... I had spring break, but I actually did a terrible job of um, doing geeky things. I did play more Final Fantasy. I just did not. Just since it's been so long since I played it before, I honestly did not really remember what I was supposed to be doing. That reminds me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, I just saw continue. today the the Final Fantasy 15 107 patch came out, which reworks oh. Chapter 13. Oh, okay. I'm not even there yet. I'm on Chapter like. So they said, it fixed the a, they said it fixed a bunch of the issues with Chapter 13 that Cody would have known about. And it's also setting... They're getting ready to release that Gladiolus DLC. They're, wait, oh. they're making a Gladiolus... <gasps> they're doing... Like yeah, the Gladi- season passes DLC. Gladiolus DLC, Prompto DLC, and Ignis oh, DLC. Heck yeah. And then a Are multiplayer they... DLC, I think. Are they oh, stories? 
Of those three yeah, characters, so or are they? My understanding is that Gladiolus' DLC is going to explain where he went. Okay. Oh, okay. I just got to that part. I okay. Well, I just got him back. I just okay. got him back on my team, yeah. and we're just like, whoa, you got like a thing in your so, face. He's like, oh, he's chasing yeah. the other guy. I'm like, yeah. where'd you go, though? I'm like, yeah. And so that DLC, that DLC should explain what he did there. Cool. That's okay. Cool. Um, I'm already excited for Promptos. I hope it's just Pokemon Promptos. Snap in Final Fantasy form. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all now I want. <laughs> now that we're talking about these, this again, I'm. <laughs> Now I gotta like want to play it more, but just like I kind of forced myself to get back into playing it, just because it's like, hey, I have time. I told myself I play this, but like I I was in it, and I'm like, I don't really remember what I'm doing. Oh. Now I remember what I'm doing, but I just remembered I put four hours into Mass Effect Andromeda this week too. Oh yeah, yeah. Andromeda, that was a thing. Um, how'd you feel about it? So I'm not deep enough into it to feel the ire that everybody else does. <laughs> I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten any extra members of my party yet. I've only gone through the first battle sequence, and now I'm kind of on the main station. And I've done one side mission where I have to track down somebody's sabotaging power boxes on the space station. And I have to track down why and who and all that sort of stuff. I got that completed, and that's all I've done so far. Uh, LJ's about 15 hours into it. I know Damien's going to be reviewing that for us. Pardon me, I just hiccuped. Damien's going to be reviewing that for us. I have some friends that are deeper into it that are saying they're having a hard time sticking with it. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm I watched, hoping it'll pick up. I watched one of my friends stream it. Um, and, of course, this is this is coming from someone who like has never actually played a Mass Effect game. But just watching the um, talking animations... And stuff like I understand where people are, why people are complaining because it's shocking to me that Dragon Age Inquisition came out in 2014, like three years ago. Yeah, and it looks better than Andromeda, at least just when you're having conversations with people. Yeah, and I've heard it's because they changed like the actual like you know running animations and like th there's like a engine thing like they changed something with it that was like kind of big. But I'm just like, you know. If they if they implement that into a new Dragon Age game, like please don't. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. just do Inquisition all over again, and I'd honestly be very happy. <laughs> I'm hoping that the whatever issues it has, like I said, I'm only three or four hours in, so I'm I'm not that deep into it. Whatever issues it has, I hope that it's the sort of stuff that they can patch. Yeah. Because I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and I would love for this to be one of these games I can look back on. You know, five, ten years from now, and be like, that was a cool experience. Yeah, definitely, especially because like, it's so it was so hyped. You know, yeah. everyone was looking forward to it. It's well, everybody like, loved the original trilogy so much. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm a little Sorry, sad I that didn't it's interject there, but no, that's totally fine. I I am a little sad. I'm a Mass Effect person. It, it does make me a little sad hearing that's not going well. Because it just sucks when you get super excited for a game of, and especially in a series that you love, and then it's just a disappointment. Like, yeah. Hopefully they can do some patches, um, fix some of that up. Uh, what else do I do? Okay, yeah. Final Fantasy. Um, I don't know, man. I've just been doing a lot of reading. That's usually what's taking all my time. What are you reading? Um, I'm still reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, and it's I'm really really enjoying it. It's like super fantasy. Um, all of these like original ideas that I've never heard. I'm just like, oh, how do you come up with these things? And <laughs> gosh, I highly recommend it to anyone. The only problem is that it's a huge book. Uh, I'm reading it in two parts, part one and part two. Well, duh. Um, but each book, <laughs> like each one of those parts is like 600 pages. So the whole book okay. is very long. And there's a second book too. So, um, so it's about as long as one of, uh, uh, George R. R. Martin's books, The Song of Ice and Fire, those are like 800 pages a piece. Huh. Oh, wow. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I was, that's what took up most of my time. That's why I didn't do a lot of other geeky stuff. But I did watch uh, season one and season two of Ruby again because I was watching with my friend who had not seen it. And um, I'm just like looking back and just catching little things that they said or did is always like, oh, I know what they mean. Like, 
now that I've seen everything, I know everything. I know what happens. And also just like seeing the evolution and the animation mm-hmm. is actually kind of ridiculous, like in a good way. Like I, I tend to forget it. how different the season one animation is. You know, everyone's always complaining about it. It's like, I don't blame them, but you get to season two, you get to season three is so much better. That's that's to anyone out there who's still wondering if they should watch Ruby or stick with it because they can't get through the animation. You need to just do it. Just trust me on this. It'll break your heart. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ruby. And um, also, I like to talk about things that are going on in my D and D campaign, my main D and D campaign that's been going on since last year. But we actually only have one more session uh, before the end of the world. Basically, uh, we're going to be fighting Rillel, which is um, in the world that we're playing in, basically the devil. Um, and we're so going to be killing him. Put up or shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's, I'm excited, but at the same time, it's just kind of sad just because I've been with this group for so long. We're going to continue to play D&D, just we're going to do a different world. We're going to do modern Journey to the Center of the Earth type campaign which is gonna be super different i think we're actually gonna be role-playing as ourselves which is gonna be be weird strange but um i mean i guess we'll see how it goes but it's gonna be bug jumps out of the ground and explodes (laughs) what does shelly do i would run i would cry (laughs) what does shelly do gosh here's the thing about me role-playing and something like that i would actually like i don't think i would do well at all i think because I don't really know, like, my instincts when it comes to, like, things like that. I can't just, like, say, oh, I would do this. It's like, no, this is what I would hope I would do. I'm not sure if I actually would do that. If yeah. there's a giant spider in front of me, I would scream and I would run far- very far away. Nope and walk away. Yeah, basically. But what if uh, you're equipped with a shotgun? Do I know how to use a shotgun? <laughs> I don't know how to use a shotgun. I guess I would have to learn in the game. And you, I'm anyway, gonna be, too meta. I want to be doing a Dungeons & Dragons thing in, like, a month. I think. Yeah. And I'm super, super stoked because I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before. And that's my one, one nerdy thing us. that everyone's like. If you play tabletops. If if you've got a good group of people, it'll make a big difference. Definitely. Cool. It really does, you know, the group matters a lot. I'd say. Yeah. Sure. I think I think we'll have an interesting interesting yeah. group here. Yeah, so um so I that one's ending but i'm actually also joining a new technically two more campaigns with other um, oh, wow other groups so i'm gonna be in three different ones we'll see how that goes i don't really know how it goes. i'm gonna have to make two i've made one character i'm making another character for one of the other campaigns but so as i say this campaign is ending you will not you know i'll still tell stories of campaigns they'll just be not the same one that i've been talking right. about before so Happy and sad. Um, so besides that, there's some really cool movie news that I'm geeking out about. There's going to be a Venom movie, and uh, it's going to start. It's going to start filming in the fall. What is interesting is that it's not connected to uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't understand. Why not? Yeah, I'm not really. I don't really. How do you know have why. a Venom movie without Spider-Man? I don't know. It's also going to be rated at radar. So. Yeah. Ah. It reminds me of like when Disney did Maleficent. I never actually saw that movie. Which obviously that wasn't radar and that wasn't meant to be like super like scary or whatever, but it was also it was like a darker version of like, you know, a villain from Disney. It sounds like it's gonna be like that, but obviously more intense. I Um, so there was this like rumor and kind of joke that Venom or that life with Ryan Reynolds in it was a prequel to Venom. And yeah. they said that's not the case, but it's it's basically what life's alien is. Um, and so now that I know it's not part of Spider-Man, I'm like, you might as well make it a sequel to life because it's not attached to Spider-Man. It makes me mad it's not attached to Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's I, just, I feel like they have a missed opportunity there, especially with Spider-Man Home coming out, coming out yeah. not soon. The trailer's coming out tomorrow when we're recording, so by the time mm-hmm. you guys hear this, you should have hopefully already seen Spider-Man I trailer. understand the Marvel Cinematic Universe not wanting a rated R movie being in their little universe but do like Netflix has done where you have terrible little shout outs to the universe like yeah. to me to have Spider-Man oh, you didn't have to do that if, Venom, if the Venom movie referenced the Marvel Cinematic Universe over and over and then 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe did what it does and just completely ignores everything else made for it. Um, that's the way I think they should do it. But yeah, because uh, I don't know if I'm that interested since it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Connected. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll have watch to see it, trailers. Honest, but... I'll have to see trailers to see how interested I'll be. But all I know is that I am hyped for Spider-Man Homecoming, and I'm yeah. really excited to see the trailer coming out soon. Um, a movie that I'm, I guess, I'm not sure how excited I am for it. Justice League. Be excited. Justice League, I'm crazy excited for it. Are you really? Thank you, Joe. Yes, that looked awesome. <laughs> you don't well, think so? Would be the I first... think it looked cooler than Captain America. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm super stoked. I just thought Joe was being completely sarcastic there. No, no. me too, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was too. I was like, oh. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone be that excited about it. Anyone I've talked to. I, okay, I'm kind of so, worried that they put every joke in the movie in that advertisement. I'm but, okay uh, with that too, funny. though. DC Comics is traditionally darker content. That's true. The, uh, I, just, I mean, especially after we saw the trailer for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm really jazzed for this. Awesome, I, I'm excited for it. I, the color grading. Still gets me. I still love it off the Wonder Woman trailer. They all have that gray color grading, and I yeah. notice it now, and that bugs me. Um, They're gonna start it calling it a DC good. filter. Yeah, the DC filter. The DC filter. When you don't. <laughs> I guess Snapchat hasn't done a DC filter yet. You just spray it <laughs> out. It just makes it so dark, so you can't like see yourself. <laughs> You just feel depressed all the time. But like you don't the trailer that. was funny. And that was what excited me. Was like, maybe yeah. there'll be some humor. Like Suicide Squad humor. Like it wasn't Suicide Squad wasn't crazy. Uh, there was just a few jokes here and there. I think that's probably what they're for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I always said when Superman was coming out, or sorry, excuse me, Man of Steel. When Man of Steel was coming out, and when Batman vs. Superman came out, and when Suicide Squad came out, all of those, I was like, I'll probably go see them. I haven't seen any of them. So I'm saying the same thing with Justice League. I'm saying I'll probably go see it sometime. I'm just saying it's probably not going to be anytime soon. What's Especially your superpower again? I'm rich. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, I am still fairly interested in Wonder Woman just because I love Wonder Woman. But, like, I just, I don't know, the rest of them and all in Justice League. I just, I'm not sure if I'm interested enough. So do you do you find it ironic that Wonder Woman, who's an icon um, for girl power and, uh, you know, women being strong, independent women, uh, her whole origin story is about her chasing after a man? I mean, if she lives <laughs> on an island of women, <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> That's from my Rabbit in history. But I heard that. It was just like, ooh, like, ouch. She but, does it on her own free will. And I assume the movie probably won't go there. I feel like I mean, she's to be not fair, he washes up on her shores. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's not going to be to go after him. I'm sure there's going to be a threat, and she's like, I'm leaving. You're talking about a woman that deflects bullets with her bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> she's still so cool. I have my Wonder Woman hat that I bought. I bought a Wonder Woman hat at um, PAX, and I, if I actually go yeah. in and watch it in theaters, I'm going to wear that hat. Yes, and I have Wonder Woman socks too, but I lost them. I don't know where they are. I mean, I'll have to find them. Wonder. There's socks. They have capes on them. They're it's great. a wonder. It's a wonder. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. That's Justice League. Also, uh, something that I didn't hear about this until like you know just before the podcast. It's gonna be a Godzilla anime movie. And it looks really cool. It's going to be called, oh, shoot, what's it called? Godzilla uh, Monster Planet? Something Planet? Um, yeah. Monster Planet. Not bad. Looking at some of the artwork and stuff from this, and, like, the idea of it, Godzilla destroys stuff, right? So people of Earth are just like, hey, let's find somewhere else that doesn't have Godzilla and live there. So they go up in space trying to find a place, and they're out there for, like, 20 years or so, but they, just, they can't find any place because, you know... Our planets suck. They come back to Earth, and Godzilla, and you know, it's all taken over because they right. all left. It's all time taken dilation. What? Oh yeah, because time. Yeah. Works so it's actually been twenty thousand years. Time works. Because, no, time works relatively. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Time dilation. 
You're gone for 20 years around a black hole, and then you come back, and it's been 20,000 years, right, and Godzilla this, rules the world. The theory of evolution. Wait, I mean, that's no. what happens when you mess with time and space. You Yeah. Don't go to black holes. Good, uh, yeah. good lesson for life. Wait, is it a race of Godzillas, or is the same Godzilla I, still around 20,000 years later? I think Godzilla is just going to be super old. I don't know if that's true or not. It might be like a waste of Little baby uh, But from the from what I've read, it seems like it's just going to be run by kaiju. It's not just Godzilla. It's just monsters are everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah. Basically, looks- don't run for your pr- from your problems. Try to solve them right away, or they'll yeah. just keep growing. Basically, yeah. Moral <laughs> story. That has morals. You have a reason to go see it. That's um, what happens when you put an iguana in a microwave. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Some kids out there go listen to this be like, I want a Godzilla. <laughs> Don't do that, kid. It won't actually do that. That moral of the story so quickly. We've been writing all these Bible studies, and I'm gonna I wanna say it's because of that. Well <laughs> so for those who have don't listen and this is your first time, first of all, welcome. Uh but we're doing Bible studies based off movies. Um so I'm I'm getting much better at finding just moral values in movies now. <laughs> Don't run from your problems. Yeah. Okay. Kill them. Well. Immediately. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I read that's coming to Netflix. I think it's. Uh, I. I don't know. Crunchyroll. Uh, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is also amazing. So, look out for those those movies. Um. If you're interested in any of those, that's great. Uh, yeah. Tell us about it. And yeah. um, that's that's all I've geeked out about. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I have been watching Iron Fist, specifically trying to get as many Iron episodes in as possible. Fist. For to get what? the podcast. Oh. Try to get ready for the podcast. Um, because we heard a ton of bad reviews. Uh, and everyone that had reviewed it had watched only the first six episodes. So I wanted to try to get past that. I only got to episode the end of episode seven. Um, so far, it does seem like it's already picking up, which is great because everyone said it was a really slow start. Um, I I see why people have a problem with it. it. It was kind of doomed at the get-go because we're in this politically correct world now. Uh, and Iron Fist is a white martial artist that's better than any other martial artist out there. Um, hold on, so hold on right there. I'm going to stop you. Right th- I'll let you get back to what you... He's Caucasian in the comics. I know, but that's not... I'm not saying it's the comics' fault. I'm saying that uh, it's our cultural... political correctness we have so going on So people are mad that he's doing martial arts and he's Caucasian? Yeah, because it's a white knight story. It's like I the white guy keto for two years. Is that wrong of me? No, because you're not the best uh, at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the superhero. Yeah. Says you. Maybe Joe's better than all of us. You don't know me. Is the best, <laughs> best at what best. he does. He's actu- the actual Iron Fist. We never seen uh, Joe yeah. punch anyone. We don't Joe know. Actually, I've seen him get punched. <laughs> yeah, we've seen oh, him yeah. get punched. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Twitch, Twitch pleasure a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, I, a lot of people are having an issue with that. My biggest problem with it is the fact that he is a monk. So for the last 15 years, he has been studying monk practices, uh, becoming a warrior. Granted. But he has been trying to, like, you, you block out anything. Um, and so two things. First of all, he's super material. Um, he's got, like, the fastest car he could find. Um, you know, he's, he's just super material, which I thought was interesting. The thing that really makes him mad, which is ironic, I guess, is that he has anger issues. Hold on. Oh, well. Okay. It, there has the to be something, has okay? Anger issues. Uh, <laughs> I am the angry monk. Have you heard of warrior monks? I, I see what you're saying. They're supposed to channel everything, but there's yeah. you're talking about this guy was kind of an outlier from the get go. True. He he probably realizes that he doesn't belong in this world. But he worked his way up to being Iron Fist. He makes that really clear. He wasn't okay. chosen. He's like I Gotta worked work for it. His way up. Okay. Well. But like what I say, I, I feel like there's. Been, like, rolling stuff off a desk and he's like I am Danny Rand and you're like okay man there's bound to be (laughs) chill out there's bound to be I mean during the crusades there were warrior priests okay you're talking about priests that went into battle to kill people they probably had anger issues (laughs) 
perhaps. Just saying. With a righteous fury. I still I don't righteous know. Righteous fury gaming. Well, uh, <laughs> just like, chose that name. Maybe they should address his anger issues. Because everything else, like there's something about him about uh. So those who don't know, it's kind of the origin story of the comics. I don't feel like it's not a big spoiler, and you see it right away. I think it's the first thing you see. He gets in a plane crash. His parents die. Monks pick him up. He he gets trained by monks for 15 years. Um, I'd be pretty angry about that. They they tell him to block that out. And they teach him to like completely get that out of his mind. Um, he's and Bruce they Banner. show scenes that yeah. Huh. Good thing he's not because he would just be a karate wielding Hulk always. <laughs> a karate Hulk would be cool. Oh. <laughs> well, we get Gladiator Hulk coming up in Ragnarok. I saw a poster. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, other than that, though, the show is not as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I think it's a lot of the critics lately have just been like really hard on movies and stuff, and I think it's really like hurting. Those certain pieces in the industry, I think it's really interesting. Like Batman and Superman, all that stuff. Um, it let's, is the second highest-rated Netflix show, um, highest-rated Netflix superhero show. In terms of progressing, this is an art. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really doing a lot to progress movies as an art form. This right? is true. I mean, it's just fun popcorn. Enjoy the action and comedy type movies. They should be critiqued that way, then. But if they're critiquing all movies with the same scale, then... Okay, as you said. I'm not a movie critic. This is why I'm not a movie critic. I'm way more comfortable in the world of video games. I'm not right. a movie critic because I like everything. I, yeah, I'm not a <laughs> critic because I'm bad at criticizing. I'm like, explosions? <laughs> cool. Right, yeah, you give me explosions, gunshots, and jokes about it? Yeah. I'm good <laughs> to go. Side squad. Uh, <laughs> that said, if you... Now you kind of know what you're getting in for if you watch the show. Um, I would say that if you've been following everything else, you watch Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, definitely watch this. It may not be your favorite, uh, but I think it's heavily going to lead into Defenders. Um, I don't want to get too spoilery. I kind of went too far, I feel like, on the live video earlier today. Um, I just think it's got a really heavy lead in uh, to the Defenders. I haven't finished it yet, but that definitely seems to be the case. Okay. Defenders being obviously all of the different shows being Defenders type Netflix thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my Netflix thing. Speaking of Netflix, uh, might as well I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Um, Assassin's Creed is getting a TV show, and uh, is that a it, Netflix exclusive? We it's not for sure. Uh, Assass- Ubisoft is looking at Netflix to host it. Mm. I mean, I the movie didn't go very well. I'm really not sure a show would be any better. I so uh, not looking at a uh, um, Iron Fist because Iron Fist has been the fight scenes have definitely been missed. Especially that's another thing is he's this he's supposed to be the best karate fighter in the world, um, and it would have been really boring if they would have made him perfect. Uh, but he struggles quite a bit with his fighting every once in a while, and I feel like the fighting the fighting could have been more Daredevil's. Uh, hallway scene infamous hallway scene from the first season um if they get assassin's creed to get the choreography from daredevil's first season i think the show could be really cool um but i'm with you the movie didn't do very well i don't want to listen to spanish subtitles or read spanish subtitles forever um they'd have to do it differently i think from the movie for sure oh okay uh I do have a Netflix original that I watched a little bit of this week that I think is kind of an interesting okay. thing. It's called Samurai Gourmet. Uh, it is a Japanese. Uh, it is a Japanese-made show okay. about this guy. You know, he worked as an office man his whole life. He retired, and the 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 show starts. the The premise is that he basically follows the way of the samurai to learn to expand his food horizons. Oh my gosh! So in the first episode, he he goes into this uh, this restaurant, you know, at lunchtime, and he's like, he orders the food, and then he looks up, and he's like, "Oh man, beer! I would really like a beer with my meal." And then he's like, "But it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I can't have beer." And then he's like, "Wait a minute! What would a samurai do?" And it like <laughs> in the scene, it shows a samurai walk in, sit down, and order sake, and like just start slamming sake. At oh two o'clock gosh. in the afternoon with his food, wolfing <laughs> yes. his food down, drinking sake. Couple of the other samurai in there start making fun of him. It, he's a masterless 
So he's a shinobi. Right. Is that is that right? Is that samurai means masterless? Samurai means masterless. I thought According, shinobi. According was... samurai. This is stupid. According to an anime <laughs> I watched called Moto or Kuro Mokuro. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what the word that I'm thinking of is for a masterless samurai. So but, I can't act like I, I know everything since it's so. His spirit, <laughs> his spirit animal was kind of this traveling, wandering samurai who's just Ronin. That's the word. Thank you, LJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's Ronin kind of a, definitely means that. He's he's a Ronin that just kind of eats whatever, whenever, however, and that's what's guiding this sixty-five-year-old man to broaden his food horizons. <laughs> It's really stupid in premise, but it's kind of entertaining. And it's I don't know. Goofy, or is it that serious? Sounds... <laughs> it's it's pretty goofy. Okay. It's, it's got a lighthearted tone, but it's about this man learning new foods and new ways to enjoy foods. And it's very Japanese. I actually I can really, really like it. dig that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's all live action. Yeah. I saw like the preview for it, like the top of Netflix on the PS4. Um, they give you that banner of whatever's coming out. Uh, I didn't click on it though. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Iron Fist. Played Legend of Zelda. That's an obvious one. I feel like I'm going to be really sad not having it for about a week and a half uh, due to the the Joy-Con thing. But uh, once it's back, I'll play it more. I might turn on Final Fantasy again just because I'll uh, not have anything else to play. Or ah. I'll play more uh, Stardew Valley. I forgot that I own that yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. I haven't played it since I opened up the Zelda. Um. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other things that I did. I really haven't done too much this week. I'm excited for later on this week. I'm going to be watching uh, Ghost in the Shell, so I'm going to do my Bible study on it. Nice. Um, nice. And Bible study writing. We've been kind of cheating this first month because we want to make sure that we're like out as soon as the movie comes out. Um, and so I've been working a little bit loosely on different ideas for it, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. It's going to be very geeky. So if you're a geek, um. I think you'll you'll really enjoy the Bible study. Also, Power Rangers just came out. Um, the Bible study for that. Colby Bryant wrote that one. Shout out to him. Uh, also, not stuff that I'm really geeking out about, but probably stuff that other people will be. Um, and it's kind of sad because I was so on the uh, kick of the Flaro universe. Uh, but I haven't really been watching Arrow since it came out. Uh, just not feeling... I, I feel lied to. Arrow promised me that they would get Flash, like Flash, and be kind of more fun and lighthearted, and that just didn't happen. Uh, and so I think because of that, I've kind of been meh. Uh, but a couple things. Cass, uh, Katie Cassidy, she played the Black Canary, uh, Laurel, Lance, um, in Arrow. She's returning for season six. Uh, she's going to be Black Siren, which I think is interesting. For those who don't know everything that's been going on, um, the Black Siren is from another Earth. That Flash actually traveled to. Aha. Okay. And Black Siren is the uh, Black Canary's um, like alter ego on that Earth, like her parallel. And so it's weird that she's going to be coming out from something that happened in Flash and be a character on Arrow. So I think that's it's cool. It's interesting. I was really worried when I saw her name that she was just coming back and they were just going to like make her be alive again because they do that a lot. Um, they kind of ruined death in that show. Uh, and then also, Super so that I am... Things tend to do that. Yeah, they're just like, eh, what is death? Um, so the other thing that's really cool, DC's Legend of Tomorrow. I haven't been watching that either. Uh, I've basically just been watching Flash, but I do want to get caught up on Legend of Tomorrow because it is a great show. Um, Felicity from Arrow is actually going to be a superhero in that. She'll be suiting up and doing her own thing. It'll be in the future. Um, and the nice. concept art looks really cool. So I'm guessing she's going to be like a tech-savvy character i hate that i never got suit like i started watching arrow got through about the first season and quit like just didn't Arrow's grab hard me. i liked i liked the first season enough obviously um uh, and then i watched season after season um and it's just like a soap opera um, yeah that's what i've been that's what i've heard yeah and so like when flash came out i started watching arrow because flash was connected um and i love the flash uh, and then I watched everything else that came out too. And DC Legend of Tomorrow was really good. Um, but I'm I'm learning that you don't need to watch all of them to get the crossovers. 
uh, you can be kind of they're, they're writing them in a way where it's like it's satisfying for the character that you are following. As long as you're watching one of the shows, it'll make sense, uh, okay. which I think is great. And I do have to so say, have to watch everything. The musical. So there's this whole thing. I think we talked about it last week. Yeah. The Flash and Supergirl. Uh, that whole episode is so weird. They go into an alternate universe. They do a musical. Um, the bad guy isn't really necessarily a bad guy. I don't know. It's super strange. They didn't, like, demonize him. He's just, like, shows up, has no plot, except that he's just kind of there, um, and then things happen. What's his ability? I give everyone diarrhea. (laughs) 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 He's super That was the other thing, too, is he's not the music meister. They called him the music meister because that's what he's in the comics and they were doing a musical. But they say that, like, basically he put them in their own little dream world. And it was a musical because they had been watching musicals. Uh, Makes more sense if you've been watching the show. But, like, it could have been anything. And it became a musical just because of what they were, they chose it to be. So he wasn't really the music meister. He was just some random guy with random powers. Just Um, some guy. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm leaving now. And you're like, oh, okay, goodbye. It was nice to meet you, bad guy. Um, so yeah, that was the thing I did. That, that was the weirdest episode of Flash or Supergirl that I've seen thus far. Um, it was it was definitely out there. Very much a one-off. Uh, hmm. Is that is that everything? I think it's everything. That's nice. the podcast. Yeah. Stopped right there. <laughs> no outro. Yeah, it just. Don't do that, LJ. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think, yeah. I'm probably going to go play some Zelda before I have to give up my console. Um, <laughs> Joe, what are you, uh, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And uh, yeah. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and Twitch at ShellShock24. And you can find me anywhere you type in Cody Armor. Uh, in closing, keep gaming, keep praying. God bless. Yeah!